Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about Godzilla 2014, as we and Alex are going to do a deep dive into the movie and build up to Godzilla versus Kong. I am excited to do this. I thought this movie was pretty great back in the day. And it was pretty fun rewatching most of it before recording this. So stay tuned for that. However, I want to remind you we are sponsored by Forever Grips Gaming Accessories. You can save 15% off your first order using the code ITJUSTWORKSPOD in all caps. Thank you, Forever Grips Gaming, for sponsoring the show, and be sure to check them out. Also, you can follow us on Instagram and engage in the posts, questionnaires, or polls I do on there. You're welcome to DM me with questions or concerns or any topic suggestions. So that is at ITJUSTWORKSPOD. Once again, that is ITJUSTWORKSPOD on Instagram. And that is enough for me. Let's go ahead and cue that intro and get into some Godzilla. All right, now we're back to talk about Godzilla 2014, and the lovely Alex is here. Alex, how you doing, man? Welcome back to the show. I'm doing great. I actually did my homework, unlike you. Wow, dude. I've seen this movie quite a bit, and you know, Godzilla is only in this movie for about seven minutes of screen time, so I can go pop up that good old YouTube video that I had saved for a while and just watch that real quick, because it's about the only thing I didn't see. However, I still remember the action scenes as they are phenomenal when they do happen and they actually show it. But uh, just, you know, one of the things we always do when we talk about these movies is our initial reaction to when we saw it back in the day. And did you see this uh, in the movie theaters back in the day? Oh, of course I did. What was was it like to go experience this movie in the theater? Uh, Amazing. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed this movie. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, because they don't see Godzilla that much, but it's still a really good movie. Uh, just like uh, the Toho, you the Toho movies, uh, you'd see uh, a lot of people running around, but you didn't understand it, so you weren't even reading subtitles back then. You just were there for Godzilla, but it was still action packed. It, it caught my or uh, retained my attention the, through the whole movie. Yeah, man, I remember seeing this in theaters back in the day and just being completely in awe of this movie. Just as you were, I was just completely just just so happy for it to come out. I had watched all the movies when I was a kid. I had them all on like DVD. Uh, you know, I watched a ton of basically the last era of Godzilla was the one I probably watched the most, which is where he fought Mega um, Megaguirus. He fought Gigan again, Godzilla Final Wars. Uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, the, like the last iteration of it. Um, probably my favorite Godzilla movie. Just real quick, while we're into it, before we go in, like I give my full reaction, I guess is like Godzilla versus Destroya, where mm. he fucking dies in the movie. That movie made me sad as shit as a kid. So it was like all we had was that those movies. All I had was rewatching those, the original take on the American, well, the American's original take on Godzilla, which, as I told you on the phone a little while ago, I still think it's actually a really fun movie. It just shouldn't be called Godzilla. <laughs> um, Should it be called Jurassic World. Yeah. So uh, leading up to this film, I thought all the trailers were great. The marketing was great. Um, I didn't expect to not see him. For more than seven minutes but man 
I'm right there with you. I know people don't like this movie, but the story they tell with the whole world, the characters, it's extremely well done. In my opinion, I think the humans have an interesting story for once in a kaiju movie. It's like, mm-hmm. what the hell? <laughs> um, granted, I think that definitely takes a massive step backwards in Godzilla King of the Monsters. But this movie really built up the universe the way it should be. It's not just about Godzilla, though. It's about everything around it, the environment, the character, the humans who live in that world, obviously, on, you know, on Earth. And then the Mutos, which I kind of think they're generic looking monsters. But like towards the end of the film, I kind of really enjoyed them at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate them as much. And I'm looking at my Godzilla figure and he's holding the Muto's head, you know, from what happens at the end. <laughs> um, I just think it's such a good movie. As I was telling you right now, I only, I only got to the... I only finished the first hour as I was preparing for the podcast and like literally the scene where, you know, the wife dies, she brought a tear to my eye, bro. <laughs> I don't remember I, having that kind of reaction, but this time I did. And, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is the main character technically besides um, Ken Watanabe. Um, Brian Cranston's character. So real quick, we'll just get into that. I think that's a great place to start since he is in the first 30 minutes, people always say that his role was wasted, but I really don't. Mm-hmm. Every single Brian Cranston was in, he stole in the best way possible. And he really set the tone for how you should feel about these characters, these monsters and what's going on. And um, the loss, you felt really the loss that he had and you felt for him really. And they nailed it. I think, in in fact, I think it was smarter to kill him off because that character did all he needed to do. Like he pushed us to where we got with the rest of the film. Would you agree with that? Or do you think that they actually wasted Brian Cranston as well? No, I, I agree with that. Uh, he added a, a level of depth to the movie. Uh, seeing that he was the only crazy one out, or... Uh, people thought he was the only crazy one in the movie and he really stole that um, showing how like somebody who's a conspiracy conspiracy theorist can actually be right sometimes and uh, that and he had the data which made uh, was it Ken Watanabe yeah and uh, I think Sally Hawkins uh, the other doctor realized he was right 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, he played a good role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know where you were going with that either, but um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's just, they just did such a good job building. What was that? Oh, that's my USB extender, everybody. <laughs> Um, they just did such a good job building his character, and I really loved it. And then Aaron Taylor Johnson was like another person that people talked a lot of shit on. I thought he was pretty okay. You know, like I said, I only rewatched the first hour, but I'm at the part where he just saved the kid on Hawaii, and he's about to jump on a ship again and follow. Well, 
yeah, they're following Godzilla to San Francisco because that's where the Muto is going, and that's obviously where the final act is. But I, because I think one of the main critiques, let alone let alone from people, let alone <laughs> let alone from who just saw Nefemory, uh, let alone from people always talking about him and his acting. I think one of the major critiques is like his journey on the film. Just got back to San Francisco. He's in Japan. He's in Hawaii. Now he's on his way back to San Francisco, but then they actually go up North um, wherever Jarrett used to live. It's some Lone Pine. California is where the Mutos are. Then he's up there. Then he's back in San Francisco. And it's like, I think some reviewers back in the day were like trying to critique that. Like, like it's not plausible or something. I'm like, as I'm rewatching it, it I'm, what there's nothing wrong. He's still an active duty, so I'm assuming like I mean I don't know if it works as like cut and dry as they show in the film where you know he's um, EOD specialist for the Navy and they just like all right cool you know jump on our jeep we're gonna go on a boat and go back to the mainland <laughs> like I don't know if it works just like that but I got to imagine you know considering the circumstances of what's going on with these monsters and it's basically a, a worldwide emergency, you know, I don't think the, the military would really care, I guess, you know, the commanding officers in the area would give a shit if he just jumped on a boat and went back in there to, you know, all right, guys, I'm going to help you go to Lone Pine and find these Mutos all of a sudden. Like, do you think it's far-fetched the way they went about it or? Uh, kind of. Uh, like him being there at the right time where everything's traveling. Oh, well, <laughs> you, know, you look at it like that. It's like... But Japan, if you go from Japan to Hawaii, I mean, that's, that's just how it would work. And the call... I mean, obviously, yes, we're talking about some serious plot armor with the writing, I guess. You, you can go ahead and say that where, oh, the Muto has to go back towards San Francisco. Um, all right, yeah. I think that's a fair one, right? He, he was at the right place at the right time all the time. Yeah, so he goes to Japan, then he goes into the quarantine zone, and then he goes to Hawaii. Then from Hawaii, he gets he uh, gets back to what San Francisco? They go to Lone Pine first, and then yeah. San Francisco. And then he hops well, on San the train. Well, San Francisco's a fucking halo drop, too. So it's not like he... <laughs> Jesus, okay, it is kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, and then him knowing how to halo drop is kind of... Right? Eh. I think that's the part where I I think maybe that's the argument people are trying to make. Like, too, too many, uh, One foot fits in too many boots kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, you know, Ryan, if you finished the whole movie, you'd understand. Sorry, guys. It's been a crazy day. Um, but I did like the halo drop scene. It is awesome. That scene is insane, dude. It's just as good as they previewed it in the trailers. It's such a good scene with the, uh, like the chorus of the like a uh, Left for Dead kind of chorus when they're dropping. Yes. Yeah the 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 movie's uh, score for that scene is like flawless. It couldn't have been done any better. And then when they go in first person, they show the monsters fighting. Oh, it's just so well done, man. That's the that's my favorite thing about this movie, though. Is like. So many of those scenes that, you know, people actually hate, you know, where you don't focus on the monsters, you focus on everything else, but you can still see them in the background. I thought those were really well done. And it provided you with a a lot of perspective. And in this case, 
the buildup to Godzilla was such an important deal that when they meet on the airstrip in Hawaii, the Muto and Godzilla, um, the perspective they show it really gives you a sense of scale of how massive uh, Godzilla is. And then once again, you know, he's an apex predator. So it's like, this dude's definitely going to hunt these monsters once he starts hearing their calls. And, you know, he, maybe he thought he was the only one. I don't know. Cause I think they all wake up in this one, right? Or is it King of the Monsters that they all wake up? Uh, King of the Monsters because um, Tywin Lannister yeah. wakes them all up. Yeah, with the... Uh, well, well, King of Dora does. King of Dora wakes them all up as the new King of the Monsters. So I was telling Megan last night, it's my Hawaii, the Hawaii part is my favorite part of the movie because you got the buildup of Godzilla actually coming in and you just see the freaking seed start to recede and like turn into a tsunami. That's how massive he is. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, the male Muto shows up, he does the EMP blast and um, Brody is like trying to calm down the kids saying, Oh, we'll be back on in a minute. And like all the lights start turning back on and you just see a freaking giant ass muto in the background and he just starts fucking everything up and like uh when they're in the airport everybody's screaming because the male muto's walking through and then just godzilla's foot just stomps down right mm-hmm. in front of the window and like everybody just dead quiet yeah it's i that's another thing i thought they did and i couldn't agree more it's not my favorite scene but i agree with you i literally just got done watching it um, even when the train's going towards the the male Muto and it literally opens its mouth right there. I'm like, it just reminded me of like Cloverfield and just like this, the sense of urgency and, and just immediate fear all these people have. And then that's the thing too, which you just said when Godzilla like stomps his foot and everyone, it's just dead silent. I love, I love that in the sense that like the human characters literally do not know what to do. They're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, like I think in the movie, uh, one of the doctors says we're just like ants to them. But yeah, I think they do say that towards the end. Uh, that that is definitely said though in one of the films. Um, well, since you just said it, I'm gonna go ahead and say what my favorite scene is, and it's very typical, I think. But dude. That ending when Godzilla is just sick of the female Muto shit, <laughs> literally, op- like basically breaks her jaw and, and keeps it wide open and uses his atomic breath and just just slaughters her to decapitation. It's just insane. But there's two runner-ups I want to talk about real quick. So the first one being after the Halo drop, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character is running in the streets, and you hear them fighting, but then it stops. Smoke everywhere, dead silent. And you see those uh, Chinese, it was in the trailer too. I even posted on my Instagram years ago. But are those Chinese like paper balls that they put on rail or uh, lines? I, I, sorry, I'm butchering it. I don't know the name of them. Yeah, the, the lanterns. Yes, the, thank you. The lanterns, the paper lanterns. Thank you. Uh, and then Godzilla, his tail uh, comes out of nowhere and clears the smoke, but then it moves to his face and we get the loudest roar you've ever seen in a Godzilla film. And I think it is dope as like, it is one of my favorite scenes of all time in cinema. I love it. And then the second part to that 
is when he uses his atomic breath for the first time, builds up from the tiniest, tiniest spike on the tail all the way up to his main spikes. That's the thing with this film. All the buildup is worth it. It literally all pays off, in my opinion, the way they filmed it. And and talk about like the sound design. Like when he's like starting up his atomic breath. Oh yeah, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's so dope, dude. Oh my god. Uh fuck the podcast. I'm gonna go finish watching this movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everybody. Um so is there anything you don't like about the film? Um no, not really. It's it's a solid film. Uh probably just Brody being, you know, the Minuteman saving everybody's settlements. Literally, yeah. Preston Garvey's like, we need help at another settlement. We must move you to San Francisco now. You must do a halo jump. Uh, you know, honestly, after talking to you about it, which is why we do these podcasts, um, I yeah, I can definitely understand the whole, like, always in the right place at the right time thing. It's just that first... You know, watching the first hour, I'm like, well, I mean, it's kind of believable. (laughs) Uh, I I bought into it. Uh, I think, so let alone being a Godzilla fan, obviously, you know, I enjoyed this film. But I think if you look at this film as a kaiju film as a whole, uh, everything they did was just something that's never really been done before. Like a well-rounded story with uh, very likable characters, in my opinion. Uh, Ken Watanabe's character is just incredible. I love him so much. What a great scene. Um, and it has a lot of iconic moments. Like you said, the, the sound design and all seriousness and the cinematography might be the two best parts of the film because the cuts to the monsters, the way they do it. Um, I constantly think about the airport scene and watching it again was remarkable. Uh, it was just a lot of fun to watch that. Um, I guess if if you could change the monster Godzilla fights like this, right? This is Legendary Pictures' first attempt at Godzilla. The first American Godzilla we're getting since 1998. Do you th- wish there was a different monster he would have fought in the first film? Mm. No, I actually kind of like the Mirdos. Uh, the backstory on them is pretty good. They're parasitic uh, spores. Like in the beginning, you see they're latched onto a Godzilla carcass, feeding off uh, the radioactiveness of the old bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put one in Nevada in the nuclear waste facility. Uh, and the other one burrows itself in the uh, reactor. I liked it. I, I watched the after uh, the bonus content. Mm-hmm. I, I bought that last night and watched that all. And uh, coming up with it, they had like so many different designs and they're like, all right, so this is what we want. And they like messed with a whole bunch of different characteristics and they're just like, uh, like Legos. They were putting it together mm-hmm. and, uh, the sound design going behind like their mating calls and everything. It was really interesting, but wasn't the, 
the physical appearance of the Mutos to be specifically designed as alien-ish, like it was meant to look like that or something. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the spores were supposed to look like, or the spawn was supposed to look parasitic and everything. That's what, uh, like, when Brody goes down to uh, get the nuke, and they're all... It, it's hanging from the ceiling like Luke Skywalker, but there's a bunch of spores around the nuclear warhead. Uh, it looks like I just realized those are little baby ass mutos, technically, right? Yeah, and then there's like over a hundred of them. So that could have been a whole Cloverfield thing if they really wanted to make it that way. Yeah, uh, Brody lights it all on fire. Do you see any tiny mutos in that part, or wasn't there screaming or something then? Uh, they're swimming in like the little egg. Ah, gotcha. Yep. Should have finished the film, huh? <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I, I've seen this movie quite a bit. I just didn't remember as much as I thought I would, but, uh, I mean, I still love it regardless. So we're going to talk about King of the Monsters. There's no question about it. You know, that's going to happen, but do you know which one you like more now? between the two um because rewatching the hour alone of this one made me really question which one i like more yeah i like godzilla 2014 more just for the story wise like king of the monster it's good it's your typical kaiju film basically yeah uh but for like story depth i thought godzilla 2014 takes the cake I got to agree with you, man. And I think the reason why 2014 is better, aside from what you just said, you know, Kingdom Monsters, I think I've watched like four or five times now. Um, there's no buildup to anything. There's buildup to King Adora. And that, that's kind of it. Like even as remarkable of it is that, you know, we get Burning Godzilla in the second film already. It's just kind of not as surprising and uh, well done as 2014. But uh, doesn't King of the Monsters have a different director too, though? Like a different crew? Uh, yeah. I think it does. And I, you know, I, I would almost so, say that's probably why it shows. So 2014 was Garth, uh, Garth or Gareth, Gareth? It's Gareth Edwards. Edwards. And then the other one's uh, Michael... Duggery, Duggery, Michael Bay, no, Michael Duggery, something like that. Okay, he he's doing Godzilla versus Kong too, but he's a writer for the story. Yeah, the director is Adam Adam Wingard. Yeah, he did uh, Krampus. He was the director of Krampus. I don't know if you ever saw that film. Adam Wingard? Uh, no. Michael. <laughs> the other dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Krampus was pretty cool. Yeah. It was interesting. I wouldn't say it's anything free. Yeah, he did trick, trick or treat too. Okay. Well, what else do you got on Godzilla 2014? What else can we talk about? talked about the characters i think the monsters are great i think the ending is pretty good yeah i don't know i think they could have just added 
like a little bit more fight scenes. And I think everybody would have been happy with that film. Yeah, I think the movie deserved... Well, I think just the Hawaii thing. It shouldn't have ended the way it did. It's so... It's kind of stupid the way they did that because the payoff was perfect, right? We finally got Godzilla. It's just like, just show him fight. Why do we have to skip to the kid waking up, seeing it on the TV, and then like he hugs, you know, Elizabeth Olsen real quick? Like that, their scene provided really nothing that we really needed. It could have been pushed back for a longer fight scene, I think. When you agree. When you really think about it, huh? I agree, but uh, it added a little bit of depth. Made me more excited. Oh, do I get to see him? Oh, but look at that foot. (laughs) But look at that foot. Uh, I'm kind of with you, though. Uh, You know, obviously seeing it on the TV, they did show that Godzilla knows how to kick ass and that they just cut it short. So, yeah, it did create that more more of a buildup. Um. You know, a, a simple answer for that too could just be like the Muto's like, no, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm good, I could fly. I'm out of here. And of course he didn't shoot his wings off, but it's okay. That's a that's a different thing. I don't know. Him the Muto dying being uh from being smacked into the building was pretty cool. Like you could that actually was... see the uh freaking like the building through the Muto. <laughs> Dude, it was it was crazy. I love that scene so much. I was like, God damn. <laughs> he literally like Godzilla like, gets up and he's like waiting on his tail and he's like pulls up his glasses and then he's like, Oh my Shindru <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. No dude. <laughs> yeah, that that's how that male Muto felt, dude. Like he got fucking annihilated. <laughs> he got, Believe it. <laughs> yeah. He got decimated. Um Honestly, that's all I really have for the movie. Is there anything else you want to add before we jump into your trivia? Do you have the trivia ready? Yep. Well, all right, guys. We're going to do some Godzilla trivia and then wrap it up here. All right. I'm scared. So, this is one out of 15. So, all right. What color in every movie except two is Godzilla's skin? And uh, so there's green, charcoal, dark blue, black. So what color in every movie except two is Godzilla? Is Godzilla's skin. Charcoal. I would agree. Who is Godzilla's arch enemy? King Baja? King Negara? That's it? King Kazub? Or King Ghidorah? It's King Ghidorah. I agree. What is the name of the company that makes the Godzilla movies? Kadokawa Dai? Toho? TriStar? 20th Century Fox? (laughs) It's Toho, but it's so awesome that they threw TriStar in there because that's the 1998 Godzilla. Oh, I love it. All right. This one's going to be hard. Name each Godzilla series in order, beginning with the earliest to the end. Beginning with the earliest and ending with the latest. All right. Heishi, Showa, and Millennium. Showa, 
High C and Millennium. Showa, Millennium, and High C. Millennium, High C, and Showa. C. C. Showa, Millennium, and High C. Yeah. Uh, I want to say A. <laughs> Wait, you're doing this as we go on. Like you're doing a test, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm going to go C on that. Okay. I'll go with Although a. it's wait, is Millennium the last one on A? Yes. Then it's A. Millennium is where it wraps it up. It's done. Okay. Well, A is high C Showa and Millennium. B but, uh, is Showa, uh, High C and Millennium. I think it's B then. Showa is the original uh, you know, Godzilla movies. Alright, well I'll say you got B. Okay. All right. What three dinosaurs are Godzilla's design mainly based off of? Tyrannosaurus Rex, Stegosaurus, and Iguanodon. Uh, B is Pteroron. Okay. It's definitely not that one if you can't even <laughs> say it right. Pteranodon. <laughs> Pterodon, uh, Stegosaurus, and a Guanodon. C is Tyrannosaurus Rex, Stegosaurus, and Aposaurus, Apatosaurus. D is Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops, and a Guanodon. Hmm. I gotta go A. A? Yeah. I think I can say D. Okay. In the Japanese version of Godzilla 2000, what is Godzilla's distinctive regenerating ability labeled? A, Regenerator G1. B, Invigorator G1. C, Assimilator G1. D, Organizer G1. I gotta go A. A? It's either A or D in my opinion. I'm going with D, Organizer. Okay, I'll go A. Right. I'm pretty sure A, though, is in English. And, dude, Godzilla 2000 is such a good fucking movie. Oh, my God. What an amazing fight. Love it. Uh, seven. Can Godzilla fly? Technically, yes. So yeah. That's a true or false question. <laughs> yeah, it's a true. It's uh, We've unfortunately have seen it. <laughs> yep. We don't. We pretend we haven't, but we have. Was that Isn't there a King Caesar? Like, yeah, I think so. He's like, he's like, on my way to fuck your bitch. That's the meme. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like in a iguana pose, mm-hmm. like when he's rolled up. <laughs> oh my god, dude. And he's like flying from the tail. Jesus, man. In the original draft of the script, what three monsters were slated to appear alongside Godzilla and Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monster all-out attack? Uh, A, Titanosaurus, King Ghidorah, and Orga. B, King Caesar, Manda, and Rodan. C, Anguirus, Baron, and Baragon. D, Mothra, Camubosus, Camubos, oh, and Megalon. What is the question again? 
in the original draft of the script, what three monsters were slated to appear alongside Godzilla and Godzilla Mothra and King Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack. I'm going to go B. B? Uh, I'm going to say C. Okay. Wait, is the one is C the one with Ingerus and King Caesar? Uh, King Caesar... Uh, B is King Caesar, Manda, and Rodan. Oh, never mind. C. C. No, I fucked it up. Because Ingerus is probably supposed to be there. What is Godzilla's origin? Uh... A, genetically engineered by a race of aliens known as the Exalians. B, a Godzilla-saurus mutated by H-bomb tests in the Pacific. C, unknown. D, formed by restless souls lost and forgotten in World War II. B. I agree. All right. How is Godzilla usually portrayed? A, man in the suit. B, a complicated puppet. C CGI. It's A. D. It's A. Yeah. There's way more films of a dude in a suit. I think almost the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Besides, no. Even Final Wars was a dude in a suit, I think. And that's mm-hmm. the last one. I think there's a little bit of CGI in that one. Well, no, there is CGI, but I'm saying, like, as a whole, I think it's mainly a dude in a suit still in Final Wars. As they play some 41 when Zilla comes out just to get blown up and killed forever in canon. Yep. How was Godzilla's trademark roar created? A, digitally synthesizing the combined noises of a lion, an elephant, and a locomotive. B, rubbing the strings of a contrabass with a mesh glove and adding some reverberation to it, the sound. Sorry, there's a lot of words. I know you're struggling with your words today. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> C, tapping a wrench against the support wire of a telephone pole and slowing down the result, uh, slowing down the resulting sound several times. D, recording the noise made by water running through a sewer and later adding an electronic. All right, it's A. It's A. It's either, if, if it's not A, when you check the answers, then A is for a different movie. Which, okay. Wait a second. I'm pretty sure A is for the T Rex. For, for Jurassic Park 1. I think so. Yeah. Or I'm going to say B. What, yeah, let's go B. Let's go B. Okay. It's definitely not A. A is the T-Rex. What term do fans use to label the giant monsters seen in the Godzilla films as well as those from other giant Kai, monster uh, I love how I've said it like several times. It's Kaiju. Does Godzilla breathe fire? Yeah. Technically. I'm going to say false because I think it's atomic breath. But it, the atomic breath is fire breath. Is it? It's betrayed as fire still. It's fucking, I'm going true on that. Okay. What monster almost ate Godzilla? Orga. Or, 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 or whatever his name is. Yeah, Orga. All right. Who directed the first Godzilla movie along with much oh, of the show series? On, dude. I don't remember. I haven't seen those movies in like 10, 15 years, dude. <laughs> it's been... Okay. I'm scared. All right. Let me pronounce let's, a bunch of Let's Japanese hear names. Alex Bruin and Butcher so many Japanese 
filmmakers' names. All right, everybody, let's go. All right, let's A. Go. Iji Tushabira. Really? Really, Alex? Tushabira? Go ahead. Uh, B. <laughs> Ishiro Honda. Oh, Honda, huh? Uh, C. Shizuki Kaniko. Oh, Suzuki? Okay. Shazuki. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you want to pronounce them? No. D. Ryu Kitamura. I'm going to go C. I'm going to go with B. Do you like how I look like a floating head on the webcam? Because it got went from light to super dark. Mm-hmm. I look like fucking... Um, what is his name? Andros from Star Fox? Fox, I killed your father. Okay, anyways, go ahead. All right, that was it. Let's see how we did, everybody. All right, so we were correct on the charcoal skin. Love it. King Adora. Toho is correct. Okay. So you were correct on the sh- uh, Showa. I see oh, in Millennium. Millennium. Love it. Uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Stegosaurus, and Iguanodon. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good I, about that one. I was correct on the Organizer G1. I knew you were, man, because Regenerator is 100% the English one. I never watched uh, the Japanese version. Yeah, Godzilla can fly. True. Technically, uh, it's true. For the original draft of the script, the three monsters, it was Angiris, Baron, and Baragon. So we were right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just anytime you see Angiris, anybody listening, it's usually right there. Mm-hmm. He's not, is he technically an enemy of Godzilla? Aren't they like friends? Uh, I think it's like the first movie they tough it out. Obviously, right? But then after that, they're like butt buddies. Like literally straight up homies in the movies. I love it. Angerus mm-hmm. is such a dope-ass monster, too. I love his design. It's so simplistic, but cool. His rolling attack. So good in Destroy All Monsters Melee. Yeah. Which I still have for the GameCube. GG. Uh, Godzilla's origin story. He's the H-bomb test. Yeah. Man in suit. Yep. Uh, how was Godzilla's trademark roar created? Uh Wrong. Rubbing the strings of the. Oh no, we were right. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So everyone listening, A, which is the what is it? The lion, a locomotive, and what else? Uh, it's a reptile, I think, as well, right? Or no? Yeah. Anyways, uh, anyways number A for anybody listening, it is that's the T Rex's sound effect from Jurassic Park One. That is how they created it. Right off. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Kaiju was correct. Sweet. Godzilla breathes fire. I told you. False. No, you bitch. You built it up. Is it really false? Mm-hmm. He technically breathes fire. No, that's stupid. Okay, hold on. Here okay, we go. Let, like, let me let me let me read it. Okay, okay. So another common misconception about Godzilla is that he breathes fire when in fact it is a stream of radiation so intense that it heats up the air around it to its plasma state. So fire, okay. Uh, oh, okay, so uh, here's where I think the fire argument can be made. In Millennium Series, his spikes literally start to turn into like molten fucking heat. And his beam is even red for a reason before they turn it back to blue. Well, I mean, 
you could technically say it's like the elephant's foot from Chernobyl. I guess. It's just like so much massive radiation, it melts itself. Yeah. Man, I love the Millennium series. That is such a damn good series. What monster almost ate Godzilla? Orga. Orga, yeah. And who directed the first Godzilla movie along with much of the Showa series? Ishiro Honda. Really? It's number, it's letter A? Okay, so we... No, B. Oh, so you got that right. Yep. Did you win by one? Yep. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Congrats! That's the last one, isn't it? Yep. Well, congrats, Alex. You are, as of right now, the Godzilla It Just Works champion. Thank you. Whoa! The average score is 8 out of 15. And together... We got 14 out of 15. Or 13. Yeah, no, 14. Dude, we're fucking good Godzilla fans. And for anybody listening, I haven't watched any of the the Soho... uh, What's the other one? Uh, um, And High (laughs) C. Like the High C Fruit Bunch. (laughs) Let me try to find it. Anyways, I haven't watched any of those series in over, like, honestly, 10 or 12 years. Maybe 15. So Showa, High C, and Millennium. It is high C, right? Like fruit punch. H E I S E I. Okay. Well, yeah, awesome. Alex, I don't know about you, but I seriously haven't seen those movies in over a decade. But I can say I watched those movies a lot. Like a lot. The uh, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, Destroya. Like those, like the tr- it was like a trilogy basically because they all followed up with each other. One had Baby Godzilla, one had Juvenile Godzilla. Oh my god, when Juvenile Godzilla died, Godzuki or whatever. Oh my god, fucking kill me now. I cried. Um, that little trilogy they had was just insane. Highly underrated movies, I'd say. Yeah, I remember Godzilla versus Hedorah. That's like, a good one. All the way up. I think I watched him like 10 years ago. Yeah. Those are good fucking movies, man. Do you remember having to rewind them? What do you mean? On VHS? Oh, uh, I think just the original one. Maybe the one with King Caesar. But um, the high C ones, I think I had DVD. I think those were DVD. Hmm. And then Millennium was obviously DVD. But I remember my I remember watching the movie so much that my DVD stopped working. I I guess when I cannot stress enough to anyone listening, when I talk about these movies I watched as a kid, I'm not joking. I've seen them a ton. Like I think till this day, Jurassic Park one is the most seen movie I've ever watched or you know, my most watched movie. And I've seen it over 110 times. So same. Can't even can't even fake that shit. What I would do is when I was a kid. I would put the movies on my TV, of course, and then I would get all the toys I had and like recreate scenes as I'm watching it. Uh, good times, man. I still have that imagination. Just don't have all the toys because <laughs> I'm stupid and got rid of them. Uh, anyways, so that is Godzilla 2014. Uh, we just wanted to do it like a quick, not review, just talk about it. It's just a wonderful movie, you know, in our opinions. Um, if you don't have the same opinion as us, if you have a very different opinion, I'd love to hear what you 
um, have to say. So make sure and follow us at It Just Works Pod on Instagram. You can DM me there and share your thoughts on our episode. Alex, thank you for being on again. Thanks for having me on. Do you have anything else to add before we close this out? Nope. I got another quiz. It's ready for King of the Monsters, though. King of the Monsters is next with Alex. We will be doing that and hopefully have it out, uh, both of these out, before Godzilla vs. Kong. And rest assured, we will be talking about those movies as well. So, all right, everyone. Have a good night. Bye.